This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now, here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. Hi, folks. Hey, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Hey, do you feel safe? Are you protected? Well, it's time to take ownership of your self-defense journey. The U.S. Concealed Carry Association believes the key ingredient to being a responsible firearms owner is proper training and education. The USCCA offers comprehensive training that helps you avoid danger while keeping you and your loved ones safe. More than 650,000 responsibly armed Americans like you have made the responsible decision to take control of protecting themselves and their families. So get hands-on training from certified instructors. Learn how to avoid danger, defend yourself, and protect your loved ones. Take responsibility for your own safety and visit uscca.com backslash G-O-R. All right. What's up, everybody? Big shout-out to Action Jackson and the crew who's broken down in the <laughs> deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah, he's back in the deep in the heart of Texas. So <laughs> I just told him I, we're going to get him out. They've got... Monday, they, they're going to go in, and I told her how to walk her way through it so she can find out what's wrong with Get that. Get everything all squared away. Well, our very best to you guys. I know you guys are listening. Oh, you Jeep owners. Is, is, Walt, is Walt with them? Or is no, that's the, that's the issue. Yeah. It's just her and Action Jackson. Of course, Jackson, he's he's having a blast. He don't care. Well, why not? Yeah, he's just on a road I, trip. Honestly, I remember when I was uh, – so my, we used to have an RV, and my dad would take us uh, – my mom and dad would take us all over, all over the south and east – it's a different like civil war battlefields for vacations and stuff of like course. that. And honestly, some of the best memories are when we broke down, yeah. <laughs> when we broke down and, uh, not so much the civil war battlefields, the museums and Disneyland or whatever. It was the campgrounds we stayed at. Oh, I can imagine. Isn't that funny? I have a very vivid memory of being somewhere outside of Savannah, Georgia, and we stayed at this uh, campground and uh i we for there was nothing i don't know what was going on but for the entire afternoon i played baseball with a bunch of local kids who you know lived mm-hmm. next to this rv you know and that was like one of the best vacations <laughs> so my parents drove hours and hours and hours with this for you to play baseball yeah, with some you know, kid yeah some fifty thousand dollar winnebago back in the 80s so that i could uh, you know play uh, baseball so with some funny. stranger kids anyway how's it going everybody going well yeah did you they, buy any guns this week? Uh, no, but I'm waiting. Uh, gunfighters um, milling out my uh, slide on my Glock 19. So uh, what does that mean? Tell me. What are you? What are you doing? You're, you you had to get the this is the red dot thing, right? Yes. So I'm finally. Uh, I'm, I've come full circle now. I'm doing what I should have done right from the very beginning, which was to bring it to a gunfighter and let him just uh, mill the slide for me, so I can install the uh, the red dot. So now I have extra parts, but that's and okay. what are you putting it on? On my Glock 19, my carry gun. Have you fired a Glock with the red dot before? Yeah, I've got one on my 34. Um, oh, so this is just a. Well, this is I. I've noticed that um, again. It's now that I'm uh, I'm elderly. 
Um, I notice it's hard. If I don't have glasses on, it's hard to focus uh, on that front sight, which is okay for shorter things. But uh, if I if I have to shoot more precisely, I need to be able to see the front sight. And I don't wear glasses most of the time, so I'm thinking, okay, it's time to, time yeah, to switch over. It's time to, to pull, that, pull that trigger. It really, you know, I was fighting it, the whole red dot thing. I, you know, iron sights and blah, 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 and blah, 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 crap, crap, right? Um, that's exactly, I think the very best use for these red dots is, you know, my eyes got old, you know, I'm not here to, I I think a lot of people like people that give Glock a hard time and people that don't like, you know, these traditionalists and whatever and blah, blah, blah. If I'm in a gunfight, it's, I'm not, it's not for fun. Mm. I'm defending my life. I don't want to, I don't need to prove to anybody that I'm really good at handling a gun. I just want to be able to defend my life, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, I don't care what color it is as long as it protects me. Yeah. And I, I don't need to know, you know, and it doesn't, you know, like, well, you know, if you, a real gun guy can, you know, 1911 and takes off 47 <laughs> safeties before they can, blah, 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 blah. I just want to defend my life. Right. I just want to defend my life. Yeah, and the red dots. I mean, I avoided it on the carry gun because I, I was, I always looked at it as just, it's another point of failure. That okay, the one time I need it, uh, something will happen. It won't because I have had one. I had one fail on my other gun, and um, that is a concern. But you know what? I could I could shoot well enough without it. You know, and I mean for most things, so it's uh, it wouldn't be. You know, I don't think it'd be that big a deal if I had to shoot something within fifteen yards. I'll yeah. do just fine. So that's why I actually got. And I, you know, there's two reasons I got that new Leupold, the little red dot Leupold the, uh-huh. for the for carry guns. One, I always have to be different. That's mm-hmm. extremely important. I can't just do what everybody else is doing. Um, but two is you're you're looking down a tube in this thing, and it's not a little tiny straw. It's it's a tube, and what what ends up happening is if that red dot goes off, you know, if the batteries go out or it just doesn't work, that tube turns into a rear sight. It turns into basically you have ghost sights on mm-hmm. your pistol. So that was that was a big factor for me. Um, you know, not there's anything wrong with anything else, but that's why I picked that because I am worried about, you know, it not working the one time pulling it and it doesn't work. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that, um, over at gunfighter tactical two pointed that out to me that the hollow sun red dot that I have, cause I I had to get the smaller, different configuration for the carry gun. And it's got the same thing. It's got a cutout back there and it's, it's co-witnessed with your front sight, your normal front sight. So I didn't oh, have good. to put extended Smart. front sights or anything. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it comes, it becomes a matter of focus, but like I said, if, if you don't have to do anything precise or at 40 yards or something, it's fine. <laughs> 40 know? yards. We're going to talk about somebody that had to take a 40 yard, uh, shot shot for their carry gun here in a little bit, but uh, shout out to two at gunfighter tactical. Thanks, man. Thanks for everything. He's a big supporter of San Diego County gun owners. And he's a fantastic guy, and uh, I think he was. I can't remember if he was. A, you get neither. Of you guys made the picnic last week, did you? No, I was yeah. in La La busted. Land. Both of you guys are busted. <laughs> Honda Civic Type R. Good Manual. Honda Civic. What were you doing in a Honda Civic? Manual. It was a reveal. Uh, it was a reveal. Oh, I went up Tuesday night for the Blazer all electric. Mm. Flew home and then drove back up Wednesday morning for the Honda. How do you like it? Well, didn't get behind the wheel, but you know me, I'm a stick shift kind of guy. So It's I'm, a stick shift? If I did get behind the wheel, that would have been the fourth one in two weeks that I've driven. Oh, is, are stick shifts coming back? I drive one out there on the streets. I'm a out. Stick. I okay. drive a Jeep. I don't even I don't, I don't, stick. Uh, I love They're it. They're a great uh, 
crime deterrent because criminals can't steal That's right. <laughs> Kids can't steal them. I know. So, uh, it's, it's crazy. But well, the, the so pic- how was the picnic? The picnic went really, really well. Everybody had fun. We had, I, we had over 200 people. Wow. Um, where, it was, a, it it was a nice uh, venue at the Bally High. Uh, they oh. have a nice little area in the yeah, back. Very and, nice. Um, I think that we found a, a venue we're going to use more often. I, we're looking at it for the Christmas party. I the might, Bally High? Bally High. I might look at Tom Ham's light, Lighthouse, though. You know how much I like that place. You really? I really do. Oh, they've totally redone it. It's like super the food? nice. Food's good. New menu. Okay. Okay. I, new menu. New insides. It's all beautiful. Hmm. Same view. And it's not super hot out there on the no, water. No, it's beautiful. It's awesome. Mm. No, no, no. I understand. Five, ten years ago, Tom Hams was a little rundown. But good now, oh, I love it. Interesting. Parking galore. Reasonably priced. No, it's way too expensive. <laughs> to be honest with you, that's why you're just looking at it. About fifty percent of what you pay is for the food. The other fifty percent is, is for, for the, the view. view. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's it's reasonable enough. It's not ridiculously yeah. overpriced. But it's you're not. It's not. Well, I was about to say it's not Wendy's, but geez, fast food these days well, is ridiculously you didn't say overpriced. Denny's. Denny's. You wouldn't compare with we don't, Denny's. We don't talk about Denny's. Are anymore. you done with them now? Well, until they bring spaghetti back. <laughs> but thank you, everybody, for coming to the annual picnic. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We gave some stuff away. We had some, uh, we had some great conversations. It was a really beautiful time. So uh, thank you all very, very much. And, um, yeah, so we're gonna, we're, we are going to talk about Eli Dickin mm-hmm. coming up here. He's the gentleman in, uh, who stopped a mass murder in uh, Indiana. Of course, which they actually called him the Good Samaritan. Yeah, they do for about twenty seconds. Yeah, and then that was it. Then the left said, "Oh, whoa, whoa, we can't call him." Yeah, that. that doesn't fit our narrative. No, my gosh, we have so to bury. We're going to keep guy. talking about this guy. All right. Well, don't touch the dial, folks. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Last Sunday, a mass murderer was stopped and 15 seconds into his rampage in Indiana. What stopped the carnage? A legally armed citizen uh, with the courage to step into the fight. But first, if you have if you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call California firearms lawyer John Dillon. If you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you need to know that your guns are California compliant, you need to call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Just call 760-642-7150 or visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. All right, so I have a trivia question for you. Yes, sir. How many... Uh, situations where a gun was used actually saved someone's life. Oh, I don't know. Do you know the answer? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Don't. Okay. So the question is, how many? T- well, that's t- that's tough. How do you determine that? How many times? Because they've been talking about it. I can't quite. It's over. The number is astronomical. Well, I, so the statistic I do know is that studies, independent, you know, mm-hmm. studies from academia. And government, you know, CDC, FBI, that sort of thing. Studies show that between one and a half million times a year and three million times a year, someone uses a firearm to protect, to prevent a violent crime. Is, so that, is come, that the stat? How come we don't talk about that? I talk. Listen, 
If you watch my interviews on any, I, I, I say it all the time. Even on I TV? I agree, Dave. Oh, yeah. We do not talk about that nearly enough because it doesn't fit the narrative. Right. And if, you throw crime, that, and if you throw that to somebody that's against guns, then you they get mad at you and you're a racist. Yeah, well, and, the vast, and the vast majority of those, too, the guns never fire. They don't have to shoot yeah, anybody. Right, it's just right. pulling the gun out stops the but, uh, whatever was happening. But if I was a gun advocate, and I know you do because you're a serious yeah. one, that'd be, I mean, I would, all that's all time. I would talk about. One and a half to three million times yeah, a year that i almost crashed my car when one and I a half it. to three million times a year someone uses a firearm to stop some stop a uh, or prevent a uh, uh a uh a fatal situation crime. yeah and now, now that's a real now just just to be clear that's an extremely broad term so it's everything from hey you're killing me right now i'm going to use lethal force with my firearm all the way down to uh, hey, you're threatening me. I believe you're gonna, you know, hurt me, and therefore I'm telling you right now I have a firearm, and nothing happens. Right. It's a really broad term, but it, but still, it doesn't make any difference. Right. It, I, the excuse doesn't relevant. It's yeah. how many lives were saved versus lost. Exactly right. Li- I just had to bring that because I just I don't know why I haven't heard this. I know, and I lives lis- and I listen to you like yes, church. You know. Lives and dignity. Yeah. It saves lives and dignity. And what I mean by someone asked me about that. What do I mean by dignity? Um, that is a very polite way of talking about a, a, a sexual assault, right? Um, you know, and uh, there, so any kind of violent crime, you know, one and a half million times a year to three million times a year. And again, this isn't the NRA that did this study. You know, this is Glack out of Florida State Wouldn't University. Wouldn't you think that they would have done that? Well, it's just that what I'm saying is, if it, so, if the NRA did it, there's every reason to believe that that it could probably be a little bias. Right, gotcha. But well, but if FSU does it, Florida State University and their criminology department does it, there's no reason to believe there's any bias. Well, the other thing, and even I think even the CDC numbers came out like that too. Exactly, because I've heard stuff everywhere from five hundred thousand to two and a half million. The thing, you know, it's hard to get those numbers exactly because. A lot of that stuff doesn't get reported. Right. Uh, if it does get reported, if the gun's not fired, the police, mm-hmm. you know, may or may not uh, record that. And then even if the police do record it, they don't consistently report that stuff out mm-hmm. to a federal entity necessarily. So right. it's hard to get, you know, exactly. That's why the range is so broad. Right. But that's still, why it's so I broad. Mean, but, but those still, numbers, even a million, those numbers is, are uh, so huge. Yeah. It's not even you could uh, if it were a tenth of that. It's a huge story. I, I was just going to say I don't care if it's a hundred people. <laughs> That's a hundred lives saved. Right. Well, I think people are seeing it now, and it's hard, especially with this last thing in Indiana. And you're going to see more and more of that too, because we're going to have more of the shootings. The shootings so, aren't going to stop. So let's talk about this thing in Indiana. All right. So what happened was there was a mall in Indiana, and a very, very typical um, situation when with these mass killings. A guy who had sent out tons of warning signs um, uh, goes to this mall. He has two rifles. My understanding is at least one of them was an AR pattern rifle. Mm -hmm. He had a a ton of ammo. He had a pistol. He went into the men's room and prepared himself. Um, Spent like 45 minutes or something like that in in the men's room. Came out and started shooting. Started shooting in a mall. In a mall. That's where the most people are. And it's and it, my understanding as well is that the mall was was a, uh, a gun free zone, mm-hmm. so they said, "Hey, don't bring your guns." 
When it says right on the window. Yeah. So uh, it's gun-free zone. Everything about this was typical. Everything about this was mm-hmm. typical. Um, except for w- one of the things that needs to be a lot more typical is there was an armed, law-abiding, civilian. trained, sane civilian. He wasn't a cop. He was never in the military. Mm-hmm. 22-year-old guy with a concealed, legal concealed gun uh, engages this guy within like 15 seconds. 40, what, 40 yards they're, they, they're saying it's 40 yards. We're going to talk about that. I don't That That's the only part I'm well, a little... Well, just because you can't hit anything at 40 <laughs> yards. <laughs> 40 yards. Anyway, good for this guy. Long distance shots. Um, eight out of 10 hit the target. Nobody else was injured. Um, stopped this guy immediately so that he unfortunately harmed three people, killed three people, um, and uh, he, he didn't kill anybody else because we had a sane, trained, law-abiding gun owner with a concealed firearm that he had for self-defense. Mm-hmm. And this guy, for, by all accounts, was amazingly calm, was amazingly accurate, mm-hmm. was, was stepped right up to the plate and said, you know, w- w- this is not going to happen while I'm here. And he didn't have any trouble giving out his name. He gave it to the media. He wasn't trying to hide because he felt what he did, you know, was truly right. And law enforcement, yeah, e- Eli Dickin. Right. And uh, he, law enforcement uh, on the scene at the press conference, uh, called him a hero. He was described as a good Samaritan, which I think is kind of interesting. I'm and gonna, the mall is thinking about prosecuting because it was a gun-free. Well, I they, mean, that's they're just. They're I, I haven't heard about. that, but he, but it's not illegal in no. the, in that state to carry. Right. So it's one. I think it's just one log. I mean, just one opinion towards another. It's like it would be in California. It's not. Those signs are meaningless in right, California. Right, so exactly. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's simply a request. But it's just it just put the left back twenty feet. Well, Shannon Watts from Moms Demand Action. I still think that's the most ridiculous name in the world. Moms Demand Action. It sounds like a, it's like a it sounds like an adult video series. Dave, <laughs> am I the only one that th- like? Did anybody think this through? Anyway, anyway. So. I mean, when we picked our name, San Diego County Gun Owners, yeah. there's no, there's yeah. no guessing. Like, you know, yeah, we know no that, video out of that one. You can't make a video out of yeah, that. But moms demand action. Anyway, <laughs> you got to go on a date. <laughs> <laughs> so Shannon, maybe with Shannon. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> so Shannon Watts, uh, she. Uh, you know, spouted off on Twitter about how horrible the the situation was that somebody was successfully able to defend themselves and described it as as him having you know illegally having this gun and it's sure. simply not true, right? Not illegal. He did everything right. Um, and I really truly, you know, this thing took off because there were three people killed in a public place at a mall, and boom, everybody reports on it. But then the fact that it was stopped you know boom within seconds it's out of the news cycle oh it's out so fast now why didn't we have you know the only people still talking about it are are, are the, the 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 hen hens on the old hens on the view right and they're given false information that yeah. it, that he was illegally carrying his gun but uh we need to continue to talk about this guy. i i was gonna bring it up if it wasn't in the in the out, outline because it's so 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 important and especially after hearing how many people whose lives have been saved, you know, by another person having a firearm or the person that was either attacked having a firearm. And I and I, I agree with you. 
whether they shoot it or not. Right. Because I had a friend of mine go to a 7-Eleven. I would have never gone up against this guy. He's like six foot five, burly, had a big beard. And some guy followed him from the 7-Eleven back to his truck. And he gets in his truck, and the guy takes a knife and sticks it in the window. Says, give me all your money. And he pulls out a Smith & Wesson and puts it on the guy's forehead. He says, how bad do you want it? Gee. And the guy took off. How was that, huh? And he was very calm, cool, and collected about it. He says, I probably wouldn't have shot him. But I figured the you know the 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 fear factor is what you know changed his mind. There you go, three million and one. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Well, we're reaching out to him. We want to see if we can get him on the show and talk to him. You know, and it is tough. Like this might be this guy's worst day of his whole life. Could and, you be. know, and and we I don't want to forget that. You know, well, just think he, of the well, just think how he feels now. He took a life. Yeah, well, exactly. And 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 despite the I mean, that that was it was a, this person was committing a horrible, heinous act. Um, but still, uh, this could be this guy's worst day. So I'm, I'm happy that he was able to stop this carnage. He was able to help people. I'm happy that this guy was such a, a hero. Um, but uh, we're looking forward to talking to him, and I, I just hope that we don't... I just oh, keep, you're actually going to get him? We're, we're trying to, um, but I just keep thinking to myself, geez, making this guy relive his the worst day of his life. I don't know. Maybe he's fine. Well, he know, might, hopefully but. he'll look at it as we're talking about it. And the reason we're bringing him on is to educate the masses. And and yeah. he and if he takes it that way, right. You know, then it then it's a win-win. Which, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. I, I just <clears throat> obviously want to be really really sensitive to uh to this guy, but uh Do I have to be? <laughs> I would like you to be sensitive to anything, Dave. <laughs> anything try. at all. I'll try. I'll have to really try. <laughs> all right, hey, but there's. But before oh. we go to break, so we're going to talk about this. When we come back, I want to talk about the two extremely important points uh, that, we, that we we need to take away from this. There are two very important points we yeah. need to take away from this. I, I, I totally and I, agree. I want to uh, maybe look at it as, uh, hey, Mike's going to give us some talking points or yes. maybe a way of talking about this. Yeah. It's not a mic drop. No, not at all. All right. Let's take a quick break right here on Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170 The Answer You're a crack Hi folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Boy, if this isn't the truth, do you have trouble fitting in workouts into your busy schedule? Well, you got to try Leo Fit, and so do I. Because Leo Fit is a super high tech gym that delivers the benefits of three to six hours of traditional strength training in just two 20 minute sessions a week. Yes, that sounds hard to believe, but. Because the machines are computer controlled, they deliver the maximum weight you can safely handle by the second. That's how you get in the highest possible return on your fitness investment. You'll also have a trainer with you, so you're not going to be doing this by yourself. Founded by Leo Hamill of the jewelry store fame, Leo Fit guarantees increased metal, metal, Metabolism. 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 You said. Metabolism. Metabolism. That's it. Strength and fitness in every session. You will not understand how effective it is until you try it. 20 minutes twice a week. Replace hours of weightlifting and aerobics. And according to Leo, you don't sweat. 
Well. No, he said you won't sweat. I sweat a little bit. Well, you sweat getting up. <laughs> Sign up today at their website at leofitlabs.com or type leofit in your browser for more information and sign up for a free session. You, you, you could go there and like work clothes. and re- Well, that's what Leo says he yeah, does. He goes could. out of his office, goes in. But he does. It, you reasonably could do that. I don't want to make But I sweat a little bit. I sweat. Thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, just thinking about it. Sometimes sweating makes me sweat. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> like, I, you could put me in a walk-in freezer and I'll and figure sweat. out a way to sweat. Yeah. Okay, um, so we're talking about the, uh, the, the uh, self-defense incident in Indiana that happened, uh, was that a week ago, two weeks ago? What do you think? When yeah. was it? Last week. All right. Last week. Okay. Now, what was your take on it? Since I blurt blurted out my thought, my take on what? the whole the whole experience. I think it was a great thing that he did, um, and it was fortunate that he was there to do it, or a lot more people would have been killed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was outrageous that these uh, again these left. Mm-hmm. That's not unexpected. It's just outrageous. Uh, jumped all over that and said, "Well, it was it's a bad thing because mm-hmm. he shot the guy," you know, and. Um, because they, they were, like Michael was saying, they were talking about the uh, Good Samaritan thing. Um, but I would talk about training. We'll talk about that a little bit later here, I think, about mm-hmm. about the training and, you know, what he did. Uh, Michael said he was going to talk about that shot. So, uh, uh, that so distance. I, I just want to, well, all right, well, let's talk. I don't, I'm going to be, I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make a prediction. I think that after everything's all fully investigated and it comes, I don't think it was a 40-yard shot. And, and you're just having hard. such a problem with this 40 yard shot <laughs> well that that could very well be because still I, everybody says oh god so that's so far <laughs> and it's not I, I yeah it is but i mean if if i don't know anything about how this guy trains or shoots or what he does but yeah. but i mean realistically if you shoot a reasonable amount and you practice that um you know at longer distances it's not too bad i mean i i did it the other day just to see if i could do it and yeah, well and it's not a headshot no and it, it was body shots and again you know and, and i wasn't under any pressure like he was but um you know it's not I, I mean if if you're good with that stuff and you shoot and you practice i mean that's not that outrageous and in a mall what was he, fi- what, was he sh- what was he shooting what was he i don't shooting? know i didn't did Un- unconfirmed reports i don't even know if i should say this because they're unconfirmed unconfirmed, unconfirmed reports yeah really <laughs> Completely unconfirmed. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm hearing whispers that he was shooting a Springfield Hellcat <laughs> in nine millimeter. Mm-hmm. So iron sights, right? I, that I don't know. <laughs> that I don't know. He's, he's 22 though, so maybe. <laughs> but well, I don't know. I just think they're going to come out and be like, "Man, eh, it's actually 23 yards." It or could something be like that. that kind of stuff happens all the that time. That happens all the time. Yeah. But that doesn't take anything away from no. what this guy did. Um, you know, and 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 his ability to 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 do it. Okay, so there's two things. Uh, two things I want to make that you really, really have to emphasize when you tell this story. Um, number one, this really isn't rare. Because like we said, one and a half million times mm. to three million times a year, somebody uses a firearm as self-defense. So if someone does, you know, try to say, well, that's your one example. No, that's not the one example. That's just the one that they decided to, that's the one that accidentally got into the headlines. Right. You know, because they were hoping it was going to go another way. Yeah, that's the only reason. And it's proof positive that, you know, it went into the headlines and then, oh, my gosh, a civilian, a 22-year-old civilian, no less, uh, with no military and no law enforcement history, was able to to do such a successful 
uh, job of stopping this, you know, boom, immediately falls out of the headlines. In right? 14 seconds. Well, you know, too, if it was yeah. only if it was only one victim there, say say you know he got there a little bit sooner or something like that, um, you may not have heard about that at all. At all, because again, yeah. it would have been a local story, and because it didn't go the way that you know the media would prefer it to go, you may not have heard about it at all. If if you if you look at the timeline, there was you know it was reported that someone basically someone with a with a semi auto someone with an AR shot at them all three people dead mm-hmm. they covered it. it was all over the place cnn abc nbc mm-hmm. cbs fox everybody all over the place and then they did the press conference and the chief of police said yeah a civilian stopped this he's a hero and they said oh we're done see you later let's get on to kim kardashian who right. you know got another piercing in her ear and she bought two jets and she went 13 miles yeah whatever so that's proof positive that they really, truly, you know. Okay, so that's important. Number one is it, this is not an isolated incident. This isn't weird, you know. Um, this isn't the only time this has ever happened. It's just a very, very uh, clear example and one that just happened to make it to the headlines. That's number one. And number two is the fact that someone who isn't law enforcement and isn't military did such a, a, a great job. And this kid, he's 22. I mean, you know, the anti-gun folks want to ban guns from people that are just a year younger than him, right? So, I mean, this this flies in the face of everything that they say and supports everything that we've always said. And it, so it's not an isolated incident, and it's a perfect example of everything that we've been saying. We've never said that, hey, if everybody owns a gun, there will be no crime. We've never said that. What we have said is that if someone is there and able to respond – that it, it you know there won't be a hundred victims, you know they'll be able to to stop it before it turns into the a, a, you know a truly uh, you know mass murder, which which is really what happened. Here. I mean, depending on how you define a mass murder, unfortunately three people were killed, four people if you include the shooter. Um, so uh, or the, the 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 not the shooter. There were two shooters. There was a good guy and a bad guy. But this is truly a good guy with a gun stopping a bad guy with a gun. You know, a young man, a civilian, a trained CCW holder, abiding the law, ab- abiding by the law, following the law, uh, is such a perfect example. Those two things. When you talk about this, talk about those two things. That hey, this is just another example. This is one. It was an example of, of the one and a half to three million times a year mm-hmm. that someone defends against a uh, you know a horrible, heinous, violent crime. And uh, two, it's a perfect example of why people need to to at least have the opportunity and choice. To keep so, and bear arms. so if you don't, I'm hope I'm not jumping ahead, but it said the first victim had a firearm and was not able to use it. I I don't I don't know that. I don't oh, know that. That's our producer. I don't know that. I haven't read that. I apologize. Yeah, I did. I just happened to notice it, and I didn't hear anything about that as well. But what people should learn is obviously you know the self defense part of it um, and uh, the public policy. Right. And the emphasis on training, 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 training. We think so. Part of me, Joe. Part of me, Joe. How? How? I, I'd almost going to be disappointed if this if we do get an interview out of this guy and he's like, yeah, I don't know. I just bought it yesterday. No, oh, <laughs> wouldn't that be terrible? Forty yards. Oh yeah, I do that all the time. It's not a big deal. Yeah, we do see people like that, though. I mean, we'll see them in class from time to time, and uh, you know, there are people natural talent, good like that. Yeah, I don't know if that's. Yeah, they're just, um, I don't well, know. Well, I think I've told you the story about my wife. I took her out very first time, never shot a gun, never held a gun. Mm-hmm. First, it was a Smith & Wesson 9mm, and she did it in about a 
three inch grouping and then i gave her a shotgun and it was four inch grouping and i gave her a revolver same thing never shot a gun before in her life mm-hmm. wasn't scared wasn't you know intimidated just yeah and i'd heard this guy um had been shooting i, I guess I, i'd heard his grandfather taught him or something right. so I'm, I'm guessing he'd been shooting you know semi-regularly at least since yeah. he was a kid um but, you know, Bill just showed me a video the other day of two of his students, husband and wife, and uh, I think it was the first time she was shooting, and she was doing great, uh, knocking down plate racks Well, don't they everything. normally say that women are a lot easier to train than the guys? Women listen. That, that's the that's the difference. Guys, okay, all complaints go to 1-800-JOE, 1-800-JOE for all complaints. Women are more likely to listen to what you say and then try it as opposed to... You know, guys, like we'll get one of the things that are real common. You'll see um, sometimes you'll see men put their finger up around the front of the trigger guard. And apparently that used to be a big deal in the 80s. And uh, and it works good. I guess if you have a really small, if you have big hands and a small gun, it might work a little bit. But your hand is stronger with your fingers together mm-hmm. on that thing. And, you know, I might suggest something like that. And, and you know, a woman will most likely, oh, okay, and just put her hand where it's well, supposed they just, to be. Where they, where you as put opposed it. to, a man, well, you know, I've been shooting this way for a while, and I'm looking in the target, and the shots are like all over the place. Been shooting this way for a while, and it seems like, yeah, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, sometimes they're easier to teach. But, but um, it, it's an amazing story. It needs to it be is. told. We yes. need to focus over on and it. over and over again. I, I don't know what exactly is going on as far as. You know, is this guy going to do interviews or what's going on there? But uh, I haven't seen him on. I mean, if he's going to be on anything, he'd be on, you know, of course, the conservative stations. Like, well, that's the thing. Yeah, because you're not going to see him on the usual circuit. He, he you know, won't be on the be view. CNN and the view and all that. Yeah, he won't be on. But the he view. may be on Sean Hannity and those guys. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He'll be on with Waters or Tucker. Uh-huh. I'm su- probably Tucker Carlson. If it's you would anybody. think. Yeah. yeah. This guy, one story is reporting that uh, his girlfriend said that uh, he he pushed her to safety before he started shooting. This guy's like a yeah, I think I read he's that. He's a hero. <laughs> this guy's never he's never gonna buy a drink in that town ever again. Yeah, and I guarantee you, he went forty yards. And then you know, like the New York Times put out a story after Indiana mall shooting, one hero but no lasting solution. Why is that not a lasting solution? <laughs> no lasting. Solution. Why is that not a lasting? I think it's a growing solution. More and more people. Yeah, we're up to we're all, we're we're headed towards seven thousand people in San Diego. When we started off, there was one thousand right that had CCWs. I'd say it's a growing. I'd say it's absolutely a lasting. And solution. if I was a criminal, I'd be nervous with that number. They should. They've done. You know, the FBI did uh, a series of interviews of, of folks in. I think it was the FBI. It might, this might have been FSU as well. But there was a survey done of people in jails, um, and and they're no, you know what their number one fear is? Mm-hmm. Their number one fear is a professional criminal, an armed victim. Sure, but like by far, you know, not dogs, not going to jail, not, not even cops, not hurting someone, not cops, an armed victim. Yeah, I think that the reasoning was a little weird, but uh, but yeah, I think I've seen that too. Well, but I, I won't reveal the reasoning to you, but <laughs> what do you mean? They said yeah. they were they were afraid. They're more afraid of armed citizens than they are police because uh, the comment was that the armed citizen isn't as, as trained and disciplined and might shoot them, whereas the cop is less likely to shoot them, which uh, is a good indication why they're in prison. <laughs> that is absolutely funny. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio. Coming up next, Joe jerisi has got an awesome gear review in a very little box. Right on FM 961 AM 1170.
The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Joe, people have been asking about the PowerTac M5 tactical light. So did you like it? How bright is it? Well, just give me a moment and I'll enlighten you. All righty now. Did you ever wish cleaning your gun was easier? Well, clean lube to protect your gun with CL1. CL1 CLP Plus is natural, non-toxic, and environmentally friendly. Clean your guns easier and faster. You'll also smell better, too. Something the wives will appreciate. One and done with CL1. Ask for it by name at your local gun shop or get some on their website, CL1.com. That's seal the number onecom By the way, guys, uh, that joke made me feel lightheaded over here. There you go. Oh, come on. That was better than a light end. Come get on. It. I don't understand. Oh, he doesn't get it. <laughs> All right. Dead quiet. Oh, you're going to ask me something? Usually you ask me something. I don't ask you. Okay. Enlighten <laughs> like, us. Joe, what do you got? Enlighten us. Okay. Uh, Dave, what I've got. What have you got? Is uh, finally, a cool little product. I say finally. A cool little product that I could finally show, actually. So, um, what I have is a, a nice little, ta- well, I don't know if it's, yeah, I guess you could say it's a tactical flashlight. It's a nice little flashlight uh, from PowerTac, um, which is uh, a pretty cool company. Uh, it's their M5 G2 uh, flashlight. And um, this is a really nice thing. There's a lot of different things you can do with this guy. Um, but it's a good size. Uh, if you look at this, um, it's a little bit smaller, actually, slightly smaller than um, one of the big tactical ones out there from Olight, the Striker, I think, was the one that everybody's buying for a while. Um, which is a tactical light, and this is a little bit smaller than this, uh, than that one, but it's a really, uh, just nice light. The, uh, the company is, um, is PowerTac and they're out of Raleigh, North Carolina. So it's uh, an American made thing. Uh, and they were founded in, uh, 2006, I guess where they came from. And they do all sorts of flashlights. They do headlamps. They do some other lighting things. Uh, so they have a pretty good, um, lineup of products. Uh, but this one here is uh their m5 and uh if you take a look at it it's um a nice size actually it's uh it's not really too big for an everyday carry um you know they say you could do it that way you could use it as an everyday carry thing which is perfectly reasonable um or uh you know lots of other uses i mean this would work for backpacking for really anything you want to do with it throw in the glove box and uh yeah actually it's uh because this one i'm gonna be sure i'm gonna be using this i may uh I may adjust my everyday carry because I carry one that's a little bit smaller, but it's not nearly as uh, functional, say, as this would be. Because one of the things that, uh, you know, we talk about with everyday carry, um, you know, if you needed a light in low light conditions, if you needed a flashlight to see something, um, you know, some people talk about light, uh, weapon-mounted lights, which is okay, but um, it's more of a police or a law enforcement thing. Uh, because they, for one, have to do that kind of stuff. They have to follow people down in the dark alleys and things like that. We generally don't have to do that. But the downside of a weapon-mounted light is if you need to light up something, you've got to point the gun at it. Um, so a lot of times people carry um, uh, an additional flashlight. And something this size is nice because if you've got the gun like this, there's different ways you can hold it. But you can hold this pretty much like that 
which is one of the common ways you can hold this light up against your jawline. Um, the smaller light, like the one that I typically carry every day, is about half this size, and it lights up pretty well, but it'd be really difficult to, to manipulate with a gun. So this one would work really well that way. This has got um, five different settings on it, and uh, if you could see it here, it's got a, a switch on the back, which is real handy operation-wise. And what you can do is you could just depress it like that before it clicks, which is handy, again, if you're using it with a firearm like that. You don't want to necessarily leave the thing on, so you could turn it on, click it off like that pretty easily, or you can push the button all the way down and it stays on. It's got another um, button off to the side here, which gives you five different uh, kinds of light. So this brightest one, whoops, that was the brightest one. It starts with this really um, low light one, so uh, this is really good for lighting up at night where you don't necessarily want to have people see where you're at. Uh, so it's got this level, and then it's got five more progressively brighter levels. This bright, I think it's the brightest one, right? Oh, one, two, three, four, five. There we go. <laughs> there you go. So the brightest one, I should stop there. Um, this is uh, 2,000 lumens, 2,030 lumens. Uh, it'll run for about, um, they say, 2.6 hours, I guess, at this mm. brightness. Um, it goes out about 300, they say 330 meters. Uh, I could light the back because I live up against the hills, and I could light the entire hill back behind my house up mm -hmm. with this thing. Um, it also has a strobe function, which um, if I hold this down, and it'll strobe at whatever power you happen to be on. So at the highest power, if I hold that down, I've got a strobe light, and then um, I can just turn the strobe back off. So it's got that functionality to it uh, as well. It's got a, um, works on a single uh, lithium ion battery, which is in here. If I unscrew the back. Which is fairly simple to do. Fairly simple. So I can pull the back off, and you've got a single lithium ion uh, rechargeable battery <coughs> that it runs off of. Um, Does a recharger come with it? Yeah, actually, it's a pretty cool recharger that they have, too. So if you take a look here, let's see. Let me pop this box out. What it comes with is um, it comes with the recharger, and uh, the recharger's got a um, see here a wire, and uh, there's a USB plug on the end of it. So like I could I you could stick a little brick on here and plug it into the wall, or you could just plug it into a charging port on a computer. It's uh, the magnetic charger is here, so it just pops right on like that. You can when, actually plug that into your center console on your car. You can, yes, absolutely, and. Um, uh, when it's charging, uh, this will light up as a, a red color. I didn't think to bring it a uh, place to plug it anyway. Um, but the uh, button here will light up red when it's charging. When it's fully charged, uh, it turns blue, so it's a good indicator. It charged pretty quickly. I, I didn't think to time it, but it was um, it was pretty quickly, or it was pretty quick when it charged. Hours? I, I ran it down. Yes. Yeah, small hours, not that long at like all. Like two, three hours. Something like yeah. that, yeah. And... Um, so uh, that part of it works pretty well. It comes with a lanyard if you want to use that. Um, the other thing it comes with down here is uh, it comes with a spare O-ring, um, and then it comes with a uh, two size of keychain. So if you wanted to hook the lanyard to a ring or something like that. Um, the other thing, what else I want to say about this? Uh, there's a clip on here uh, for a pocket, and that's removable, so you can pop that off. Let's see if I did it before. There we go. So you can pop the clip off if you don't want the clip on there or pop it back on. So that's pretty handy. Um, it's waterproof down to two meters. So this should be good out in the rain or things like that. 
Um, really good, uh, good light too. It's uh, completely reasonable too. This uh, the MSRP on this is sixty nine ninety five, which is not bad for no. this quality of light. I mean, this is a really nice. Um, and all the accessories you got with it. Light. Well, again, yeah, you get that stuff, and it's pretty solid. If you feel it, it's you know the uh, the housing on here is knurled, so it hang, it's easier to hang on to. Uh, the waterproof part is fine. Uh, there's a lifetime warranty on it uh, through the company. Wow. Um, it's interesting, uh, and I don't know the reason for this, but uh, for some reason, if you're in Europe and you're a customer, the warranty is only 10 years. Um, I'm guessing it has something to do with laws over there or something Probably. like that. But um, but for us over here, this is a lifetime uh, warranty. Um, there is a discount code, because I know you're always concerned with that, and I actually mm -hmm. found it this time. <laughs> was, uh, Rich sent it to me. Uh, but the discount code is PRO2ACA. So that'll get you 15%. Rich got each one of us one? I hope so. I, actually, um, I, I'm, just, I'm really impressed with this. Hopefully, Rich will get us some more stuff from this company, from ProTac. Uh, but you don't get any more. I was looking through there. No, but I'll talk about them. They're fun to talk about. you know. Um, we'll see. But... Uh, yeah, those are uh, they're really nice, and I was looking. Well, it's through, nice. It's a website. nice weight too. Oh, it's a solid. Uh, yeah, it's a really solid product. Um, and like I said, it's a good size. I may adjust my. Uh, if I leave, lose a few more pounds, these pants get a little bit looser. I may. Uh, <laughs> I may revamp my uh, my everyday carry, and I think I may switch to this. Go to Leo um, Fit. This is really nice. Yeah, you know I should that because you don't sweat. No, you don't I, sweat. No, it's perfect. <laughs> so, um, so let's see what else I want to talk about with this thing. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. So what about the bulb? Uh, LED lights. Okay. So, uh, and again, like I said, it's hard to see in here because it's not, you know. We can turn the lights off. lit here. Whoops. That's the other thing. If you go to the strobe, it comes back the way you left it. There you go. So, but you can see this thing is, um, is pretty light. That's 2,000 lumens on this thing. And again, it's harder to see in here. If I go in my backyard at night because... Uh, you know, we're up against the hills and it's just pitch black. I could light that whole mountain all the way up uh, easily 300 yards. I believe uh, I believe everything they say about that. Why is Rich laughing? But uh, it's an entertainment. He's making fun. I'm, I'm like, I think you just took care of my cataracts. Yeah, I, I know. Your eyes are yeah, bleeding. I was trying not to go that far, but, uh, but it's <laughs> You couldn't help wide. yourself. <laughs> hey, 40 yards is 40 yards. <laughs> but, yeah, these things are handy. Do you guys carry, uh, do you carry light? Michael, I, I can't. I don't carry one like on. I, I, I yes, I have one in my my man purse. I think I have a couple in my man purse because I got in the habit little of, tiny ones. I got in the habit of doing that. Yeah, and I carry. I don't a, like the little smaller one now, but um, I like the size of that. one. Oh, you know what? Well, I, that, I can't believe that's. You said that's two thousand lumens. Yeah, and that's see amazing. That, notice this light is on here because I was I was looking for a bad thing to say about this, and I they can't really. There's really no bad stuff, but uh, notice this light is on now. So it would be easy to, if you could see that down there, that's the, leave it on. that's the lowest power. Wow. So, so turn um, it off. the light I carry is, is not much smaller than that, and it is not 2,000 lumens. So that's amazing. So the uh, rear switch in the back will turn it off. Oh, yeah, it's solid. Now but, you're an owner. Yeah, and if you if you ever did, you know, have a need to have a light with your firearm out, I mean, that one works perfectly. It's just the perfect size. That's amazing, but I like the I like the way it feels. Yeah, yeah. Is this yours, Joe? If it's the hand, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, go. you got, got the it. you got the boxes last week. No, right? Rich got us all one. Is that is they're that in the car? I want to put it through its paces. But uh, yeah, I think we should get more of these things. Uh, I, I think I think uh, whoever our great products, whoever there. that rich guy, so that's PowerTac. 
is the company. So check them out. P-O-W-E-R-T-A-C. All right. And uh, we ought to get them to come on and tell us about their product line. You know, not that you didn't do Should a really do. good job. No, I talked to the producer, see what you can get. Yeah, I don't know about that producer guy. <laughs> he didn't get us each one. We're going to have to give it back to Mike. It was cool, man. All right. Well, then, let's go ahead and take a break. We are at the top of the hour. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions, comments, or learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now, here's Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. Hi, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, second hour. Aren't you excited? I'm excited. I know you are. You're always excited. Hey, a lot of companies are frustrated with their website. It looks old. It's out of date. And it's getting no customers. Well, guess what? Sage Tree gets it. Since 2005, Sage Tree has been helping companies with websites that look great, work great, and get leads. Stop being frustrated by your website and get one that you're proud to share. Contact Sage Tree today to get a website that makes the phone ring. Getting started is easy. Just call 866-728-9100. That's 866-728-9100. Let them fix your website today. You guys want to hear something ridiculous? Sure. Okay, so this is an article, not in like, you know, Joe Bob's, you know, community rag. This is actually businessinsider.com. Businessinsider.com. And the reporter is not on me to, I'm, I'm certainly not, I'm definitely going to make fun of what she wrote. I'm not making fun of her name. I'm not trying to mispronounce it, but it's. I, th- I think it's Aliyah Shoaib, S-H-O-A-I-B. Um, new assault rifle being sold to civilians is twice as powerful as the AR-15 and capable of shooting through bulletproof vests, report says. Mm. A gun company is marketing an assault rifle that can shoot through bulletproof vests to civilians, a report says, amid ongoing debates about gun control following a string of deadly mass shootings. This is a, this is a reporter. This isn't an op-ed. She, this, this person isn't like making a point or whatever, giving their opinion. This person is just reporting. So it, it's, it's marketing an assault rifle, rifle that can shoot through bulletproof vests. <laughs> I mean, any gun can shoot through a bulletproof yeah, vest. Yeah, you know. Um, I'm not going to tell you the gun yet. I'm going to make you guys guess. guess. Save that for Sam. Okay, so here's the big quote. Quote, it'll shoot through almost all of the bulletproof vests worn by law enforcement in the country right now. Ryan Boozy, a former firearms company executive, now a senior p- policy analyst with the Giffords Law Center. So things went badly for Ryan at his uh, last company, huh? Whatever this guy is, he's a former firearms company executive. So how do you go from that to uh, an anti-gun group? Unless things went badly for you at your last company. 
I don't know. We, we, we should Google this we, guy. We now. used to say they, they moved on to pursue other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Isn't that how it goes? He failed forward is what he did. <laughs> Ryan right. Boosie, R-Y-A-N-B-U-S-S-E. We'll have to look that guy up. The gun fires bullets with twice the kinetic energy of those from an AR-15 and has a longer range. It has a noise suppressor that can make a gunman harder to locate. The outlet reported. Has she discovered the word caliber yet in there? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is, <laughs> let me keep going. Uh, making the gun commercially available raises questions about the possible outcomes if it were to get into the hands of a mass shooter. Because, you know, if a mass shooter has a, has, has, I mean, it's ridiculous. Is this whole like, thing is so ass. Is it like monkeypox? What do you mean? Well, I mean, monkeypox is on the verge of killing everybody now. Well, that's true. <laughs> I gotta wait, um, wait till November. Policy analyst, the same guy, policy analyst, Boosie, told the outlet that while AR-15s are lighter and more maneuverable, this new gun, uh, the bullets uh, from, from the latter can hit much harder over great distances. These new bullets that this new gun can hit, can hit hits much harder. You better tell Joe the name because he's going to go buy one. <laughs> Boosie said the gun can help. <laughs> this is what this guy says. Boosie, this guy, said the gun could help mass shooters become, quote, a long-range sniper with an AR-15-style gun. Wow, he's helpful. Um, Let's see. It says that the company that made it also made the AR-15 that was used in the Orlando nightclub shooting, which, of course, means that they don't care at all, right? They Mm -hmm. they hate people and puppies and... Right. What they'll do if you have an ice cream cone is they will slap the ice cream right out of the cone. They're that kind of company. Mm-hmm. In the press release, Ron Cohen, president of, oh, I already gave it away. It's a rare opportunity for passionate customers to own a piece of history. Uh, they also describe earlier in the article, they say that uh, it's the civilian equivalent of the U.S. Army's NGSW-R, next generation squad rifle, specifically created to tear through body armor. Um, and what they're talking, they're of course talking about SIG. And the exact one they're talking about is Six Hours MCX Spear, which is basically the MCX. Is it on the roster? It, well, it's a it's a rifle, but it's if anybody knows anything, it's basically an AR. It's basically an AR. Now I'm not sure what caliber they're even talking about. When I looked up the the spear, it's only available in five five six and three hundred blackout. Yeah, so I the, think no, the special bullets. I know it's some kind of special magical bullet. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe they're talking about the new what's the new 668 six, Creedmoor, right? Or 65 six, 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 Creedmoor. No, there's not cuz there's several 65s. But uh yeah, I thought I did see 68 yeah, Creedmoor, so maybe they're talking like about that, yeah. But they're not talking I mean this is ridiculous. An AR, I've seen an AR in 300 Win Mag. Like this is what happens when you have a reporter reporting on something you have absolutely no idea what they're talking about and they're only doing it because they have a political bias and they did no research well, they did know, no research well and it's interesting because i you see a lot of that kind of stuff mm. i mean to us it's real glaring with second amendment stuff or gun stuff but you see that all over and i you know i wonder is it are they just i, I mean are reporters just not trained well now when they go you know do they get journalism degrees anymore they're not reporters and, well, but I mean, you know, they're writing in these publications like this. And it's, uh, seriously, you know, that kind of thing, I, you know, do not do they not train them the same way? Because, I mean, you know, the schools are in bad shape, I guess. And uh, I, I don't know. Do they tell them now it's just it's their job to to write their opinions and to push whatever the agenda is as opposed to just writing? And the what story? about the editor? Aren't they supposed well, to critique and, it? And I have seen that. Yeah, they don't seem to have editors. Or if you have a... 
I don't, no, I don't want to get in trouble there. I was, I was going to say you got a 23-year-old reporter and a 28-year-old editor. I don't know if it, if it, uh, if that's good. Well, I, prob- I did see somebody that was serious about that. They were saying in, you know, uh, in years past, the editors were very senior people. They were people right. that had been in the industry for a long time. They had a lot of experience right. writing themselves and reporting. So when they went through and and you know did those checks and and looked at the stuff that was going to be printed, they had some good input. Whereas now it seems like we may have lost a little bit of that. Yeah. But that's a, is there any is there any mention of caliber in that? No, Michael. Because the whole article they don't talk about caliber one time. They don't know what it is. So I'm not even like I said. You, I've seen ARs in 300 Win Mag. You know, an AR10 is uh, 308. You know, it's a 300 Blackout. There's 556. There's, you know, ARs coming. They don't understand. They just don't get it. And I, I think the problem is they don't want to get it. And and I think that the shift or change or, um, you know, le- basically leaving behind uh, etiquette, you know, and ethics when it comes to reporting has, it, it's like, it, it's like it's turned into a, uh, you know, a virtuous thing. Like, well, look, we need to use our power as as, as reporters to make the world a better place. And I don't and I don't think they want to be correct. Because the people that are gun owners like us, we're sitting there going, What are you crazy? But the people that know nothing about guns, they'll take that story to the bank. Well it's interesting too. It's you said that it was from Business Insider magazine. Right. Does she does she ever get to the business aspect of this, uh, or is no. it just a just a gun rant or that's anti-gun rant? It. That's all it is. It's just an anti-gun rant. Truly, that's all it is. Isn't that isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, it's, it's unfortunately it's not that <laughs> it's not uncommon. You I know, what would be nice is if we could uh, if we could uh, we should get a reporter. We know a bunch of reporters. We should get like an old school reporter. <laughs> Now that I call them old school, they're going to get mad. They're not going to come. But we should get a reporter to come on and explain why, from a you know an, an ethical perspective, you know why this is bad. Not even touch the gun part of it. Just, I, would, I would love to hear a reporter's opinion on that. Why it seems so different now? Because I, I mean, I, I see a lot of that kind of stuff. Let's I mean, get a journalism teacher. That might explain it. That might be the quickest way to the answer. Or just an old school <laughs> copy editor. Yeah, we but, need a, we need a copy editor who's over fifty. <laughs> You know, that's all we need. Maybe, you know, what we should get is uh, uh, Steve from uh, KUSI. Steve Cohen. Yeah, that dude's as old school as they come. Oh, uh, yeah. That would be an interesting Anyway, interview. we got to go do All right, it. we got to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. So a decorated Secret Service agent, mental health counselor, and proud wife and mother, Melanie Burkholder, is the proven leader, or is a proven leader, uh, and a distinguished member of the Carlsbad community. So we're about to talk to her about her campaign for city council. But first, did you know we have a world-class training school here in San Diego? Pilots can fly almost every single day. We're close to the ocean, the desert, the mountains, international border, and a major military base. That's why San Diego is one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly in sunny, in the in sunny of San Diego, right at Montgomery Field. 
getting started is real easy. Just call them at 858-569-1822. That's 858-569-1822. Or just go to Learn to Fly with SDFTI. Again, 858-569-1822. Every two years, San Diego County gun owners, vets candidates for local boards and councils, and uh, for the primary election and the general election, and we endorse those who are pro-Second Amendment, first and foremost, are viable candidates, have impeccable uh, character and integrity, and are effective. And one of those people uh, that we endorsed is running for Carlsbad City Council, Dr. Melanie Burkholder. How are you? Hey, Michael. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking, and thanks for having me. How are you? Fantastic. Could not be better. Um, so what made you run for city council? Well, as you alluded to in the intro there, I'm a wife and a mom. My kids are uh, in public school here in Carlsbad. I own a business and a home. And I see every day that we are having a tax on all of those fronts to the point where I feel like I have to put on the full armor of God and go out and fight the battle. And uh, those things are important to me and the constituents here in District 1 in Carlsbad, namely small businesses that I uh, advocated for to stay open during the uh, unlawful uh, Gavin Newsom shutdown of our small businesses. And uh, I was one of those ladies on the on the street waving the sign saying, keep the business open, support these businesses that are open and, um, you know, uh, with school, too. I'm a mental I, health I, I really think, and, you know, Melanie, if I could interrupt, um, yeah. Go ahead. I, I think that needs to be a litmus test and, and particularly for Republican voters this time around and maybe for the next few cycles. Where did you stand? on all these businesses closing down because the Republican party didn't do anything. You know, the Republican yeah. leaders did almost nothing. Um, it, you know, it's frankly embarrassing. I mean, for, for years I was told that Democrats want to come and take all your freedom and rights and that the Republicans were going to stand in their way. And then Democrats came and tried to take all my freedom and rights and Republicans, you know, folded like a cheap suit. And I really truly yeah. think that that should be a, an enormous litmus test there are a lot of people running, like uh, Amy Burkholder, um, Burkholder, Amy Reichardt, um, and yeah. then you know, I, I, there are a lot of people that are running, you know, because of what what of what happened during the uh, during COVID. But um, and I don't, that's certainly not exclusively why you're running, but uh, it's it's a big part, and I, I appreciate that. But that should absolutely be um, a litmus test. Yeah, and I and I appreciate those comments, Michael. I, you know, for me, it was about I'm a mental health therapist, and I think the schools closed down on Friday, March 13th, and I was on the news the following Monday or Tuesday saying this is a horrible idea for children. Um, we're we're taking away their social emotional emotional learning. They're going to be shut down in in computers and on computers, and and then you think about the disparity, the, the huge disparity between those that have and those that have not uh, connectivity and things like that. And, and we dummied down the children. So for example, I have a 14 and 13 year old boys. My 14 year old is going to be a freshman at Carlsbad High School, go Lancers. Uh, and his last completely normal school year was in the fifth grade. Mm. Let mm. that sink in for the listeners. Like really let that, his normal school year was in fifth grade mm. 
So well, and you actually did something though, Melanie. You actually went out there and, and had a voice and did something. So when you do uh, vet out candidates, you know that you're going to vote for, don't just let them say, "Oh yeah, I was, I was, we shouldn't have done that. I was against it." What did you actually do? Because here's a candidate that actually did something. You know, so, so don't I, let them. I formed the Carl the Carlsbad Families for Reopening Schools formed, and we sued the state of California to get schools back open, and we actually won because it was unconstitutional what they did to our children and the learning loss. And and believe me, at forty one or forty four out of the fifty states where we lie in education, and Gavin Newsom is trying to take credit for being this education triumph is a joke it's a complete joke of actually what happened to our children now granted my children were fine during that time but again i go back to the idea that it creates this huge gap between those that have and those that have not think of it this way michael if you have children that are at home being abused by their abuser or if you have children at home that have food insecurity of which we have about seven and ten children here in north county believe it or not are food insecure, they're even more exposed to their abuser and their instability in food during that time. The school, the Title IX, that, that provides um, that gap that sometimes parents can't provide. And it was wrong then, and it's wrong now. It'll be wrong in the future if they even decide that they're going to bring masking back to children. I am a mask uh, proponent. If you want to wear a mask, go ahead and wear a mask. But if you don't need to do that, don't debilitate your child's learning because they're not wearing a mask. So, I mean, there are a number of things facing Carlsbad. That's more of a school issue where I think we can work together to do the greater good in Carlsbad. But, you know, we have homelessness in Carlsbad. I mean, if I were homeless, why wouldn't I want to be homeless in Carlsbad, right? Like, this is a beautiful place. We have seven miles of coastline here to to support and um, and, and and to help people. But what the current plan is for the government, the federal government doesn't provide funding, which is why I so appreciated uh, your previous commercial about SDRescue.org that does not take government funding because government Democrats in California want to keep you in a cycle of homelessness. They want to keep you in that cycle of unhealthiness and it's, it's not humane. We treat our animals better than we treat people and individuals that are on the street. Well, in all fairness, that. there's a lot of animals I like more than <laughs> But anyway, so let's talk about guns, though. I, I, I just uh, looked down at the at the uh, paperwork they handed me, and this, this happens to be a, a gun radio show. I didn't know that until now. So let's uh, let's talk about guns. Now, you, you've been a CCW. I, I hope I'm not. But you've been a CCW holder for you, – you, you talk about that, right? You've been a CCW holder for a long time, right? Yeah. yeah. And I actually um, just recently did my recall for the whole process. But, you know, initially when I, when I did it here in California – I mean, in, in Idaho, I went to the DMV, which was a, a, a little room the size of my tiny little home office – where you showed your driver's license and you could get a CCW, fine, okay, good, you're good. You didn't have to show why you needed it or whatever, but the most ridiculous thing for me as a woman was that I had to show that I was essentially not the first line of defense for my family to get a CCW, which is insanity. (laughs) That is insanity on so many different levles, even... It, it, anyone should be outraged by that. And, which it, which you, you don't know, have to do that anymore. You don't have to do a good cause. Everybody listening, right. I want to make sure everybody knows you don't have to do good cause anymore. If you can pass the background check, take the 
the training class, then put in your application and get your CCW. Right, and 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 I, I I'm so happy about that. But it was initially when I so got that my CCW, that's good that that's was, good feedback. Why are you happy? Is do you is it a better place? Is the world a better place if people can legally carry concealed? One hundred percent. And and actually, I think that in California, what we're doing is creating the world not being a better place because we're requiring all of these things. Like, for example, the 10 day waiting period that you've applied, you've gotten all the background checks done, and now you have a 10 day waiting period. You know what, Michael? Bad guys are not waiting 10 days. They're going to go out and do what they need to do. So, for example, think of it as someone who has a, a domestic violence charge and and they have a restraining order against their uh, spouse or significant other that person is not waiting 10 days while you as a law-abiding citizen is doing that to get your protection uh, your, your first line of defense for your family if you will that person is not doing that so what, what we have here and at a city level it's it's not going to be impactful the way it's going to be impactful here is that we allow cops to do their job. As a former Secret Service agent, I can speak to that to some extent. We have to be allowed to carry out the laws that are on the books. And when you have Proposition 47 and Proposition 57, which decriminalize criminal behavior and tie the hands of law enforcement, we do not have that. And so one thing that I think is super important is that I continue to work with the legislators in Sacramento to actually say, this is disaffecting people and it's impacting people in a negative way and if you actually care about the people in california and i do care deeply about the people in carlsbad then we work together to make sure that our society is functioning at a higher level not a lower level not dummying down people but actually functioning at a higher level and that's what that's what i want to do all right awesome well where do people find you if they want to help you out where do they find you well you you can you can email me at burkholder at uh, for carlsbad.com uh, you can find me on instagram at mg burkholder g as in gail my middle name uh, and you know you can call me 760-828-8420 and my phone number is printed on every piece of material that i have because i believe that here in carlsbad it is a community it is a village and that is where i am running in the village of carlsbad and and people should be able to call me good better and different my seventh grade math teacher used to say do you have any questions comments or angry exhortations and i take that to heart and i appreciate everybody that calls me and texts me and emails me and says this is yeah, what's going on keep it clean everybody keep it clean so uh <laughs> That's amazing that you give out your cell phone number. I really appreciate that. You're, you're also no. We're going to keep you over to the next segment. We're going to keep talking to you. But you're 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 going to talk at one of the uh, at one of the uh, San Diego County Gun Owners Monthly meetings, right? In fact, let's hold off until after the break and let's talk about that first. And, and by the way, the Carlsbad Village has awesome places to eat. Just want to <laughs> throw that out there since I'm starving. And I advocated for keeping them open. Yeah, no kidding. All right, hey, we're going to take a quick break. Don't touch that dial. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. 
PRMI Mortgage, primeres.com slash Alpine. Hey, if you're looking to buy or refi, or if you're just considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage for nearly 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. They make it easy. You can work with a friendly expert, expert team that will help you get the best deal on a mortgage. Call Chris Wiley, 619-722-1303, or just go to his website, primeres.com slash alpine. We're talking to Carlsbad City Council candidate, uh, Dr. Melanie Burkholder, about her campaign for city council. You know, I was just in, in Carlsbad a couple couple weeks ago. I had a bunch of meetings, and they wrapped up in, in Carlsbad. It was on a Friday. And uh, I kind of looked around. It was about 5, 30, 6 o'clock, and I kind of looked around. I was like, oh, I guess my day's done, and I'm in Carlsbad. So I uh, went, uh, went towards the 5 to head home, and uh, went right over the 5, and went straight to the beach, and pulled over and watched the sunset, yep. and it was like a it was a huge, it was like a huge party. There were like there were like you know couples and people and everything. Shh, shh. It was awesome. No, we don't want anybody to know that. <laughs> it was the it was the best. It was so nice. There were people down on the beach. There were people in the water. There were people on blah 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 blah. blah. It was this huge party. People just had this huge party. So uh, we have we're having Melanie on to uh, see what's the city council going to do to support more partying on the beach. I think as well. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's it's a beautiful town. It's worth fighting for. What's what's your number one priority other than uh, than uh, guns and COVID? What would you really like to see the city do better? Well, we have to streamline building and development with uh, what Sacramento mandates here in Carlsbad and in the village, um, as you might suspect, there are homes like my home that was built in 56 or something like somewhere around maybe 54. Um, and, you know, we have to help people along in their redevelopment infill and new development. And while it is a heartache uh, for a lot of us here, we don't want the village uh, to change as much as, you know, something where we reflect another beach city in San Diego, we do want to support these uh, developers and how they come into Carlsbad and uh, invest their money. And and that is in 17 different impact fees that they have here that they pay, whether it's um, putting on-site inclusionary housing or off-site inclusionary housing or how the project actually looks at the end of the day. And, and those are things that are on the minds of my constituents here in the village because we don't want it to look like it's not Carlsbad Village. You know, it, it is it, tough it, to it balance. Challenge. How, do you, oh, it it is. Is, how do you balance that? You, know, you have the folks that are like, hey, I moved into Carlsbad. It looked this way. You know? um, and this isn't well, unique to Carlsbad. It's, it's, it's everywhere. We, you got people that say, hey, I don't want this thing to turn into – Manhattan, but on the other hand, you know, the people that are buying land, you know, they have they have the right to do whatever they want on their land for the most part. So, how well, how do you balance to. that? And until SB nine and ten uh, hit, they they used to. But well, I will say this: um, you know, zoning laws have been relaxed in the state of California because of the housing crisis and because of the homelessness issue. And and I do understand that. But I will say, I, I was knocking on doors and and you know knocked on this beautiful. Uh, wonderful lady's door and she was complaining about building and development and I said well when did you buy your home and she said to me 2012 and I (laughs) said well I I guess it's a good thing that the gates weren't closed then like you know that you could still 
buy your home here and be in this beautiful place. And, and <laughs> you know, it's kind of, yeah. here's, here's the analogy. So people here in Carlsbad, we have 70 degrees and sunshine most every day. Again, almost seven miles of coastline to enjoy at the beach. And I think people are genuinely concerned with raising their families, making sure they're educated, making sure they get in the colleges that they need and making sure they can provide for their families and, when we have people that have their heads so far stuck in the sand, they don't really get it to understand that, well, first of all, it's not Carlsbad that's saying, hey, let's build and develop this. It's Sacramento. Who? How many times has anyone come to Carlsbad from Sacramento? Not very many. And when they come, it's like a vacation because we're a vacation destiny, right? What, what so, about, let me ask you, what about the, uh, the, the power plant that's, what's going on with that? Is that even city related or is that state run or how does that work? Yeah, no, that's SDG and E, it's decommissioned and yeah, we, we, it's already flattened uh, right on the coastline. So you don't see any of that, but they I didn't know that. Those two big domes? No, yeah. you're thinking, you're thinking of San Onofre. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I am. Yeah, oh, sorry about that. Oh, yeah. San Onofre is still up and running, but if we could only truck nuclear waste out of this, you know, city or that city to get it across to Arizona, that'd be great, but there's no safe way to do that at this point. So right. that's a, a topic for a different legislator. <laughs> I got you. Well, didn't you, didn't you have a... Didn't you have a water purification plant in Carlsbad? So we do. We have a desalination plant here, and it's a world-class desalination plant here, and it's providing millions of gallons of water every day. And I, I was disheartened when I read that uh, Huntington did not decide to do the same thing. It, it's just it doesn't make any sense. We have an ocean uh, here, and <laughs> I've why seen are that. we taking advantage of that? And and why aren't we utilizing that to help people? Again, these are policies that have been imposed by Democrats primarily because we've been led by Democrats for 40 right. plus years and nothing has worked on their books. You know, nothing has worked. You cannot pencil out this and make it work well, uh, for Californians. Well, Melanie, well, here's what I, you know, everybody's complaining that we're in drought. You know, you, you know, turn, don't water your lawn. And here's a little town in Carlsbad that's making desalination work. Why isn't that in the media? Why why hasn't Sacramento came down and said, let's look at your program and copy it? Well, I don't think it fits for their narrative, right? It doesn't fit for the global warming narrative. It doesn't fit for the climate change narrative. It doesn't fit for their narrative that we're going to upset environmental species. And, And I'm happy to say that one of the things that I've done here in Carlsbad was lead an effort to not use glyphosate in the city of Carlsbad initially. That use what? Uh, glyphosate, uh, Roundup. Oh. Roundup. Uh, initially, it was but on our fields and school yards. And the city of Carlsbad in 2017 decided five to one after our efforts to do non-toxic Carlsbad that we actually don't have to spray glyphosate here in Carlsbad. We can use non-toxic alternatives and it's on the prop 65 uh list of carcinogens that cause non-hodgkin's lymphoma so it, it wasn't like we were making something up but we worked together in a bipartisan effort to get something passed through the city council five to zero a vote and now we don't do that because you know what a bunch of moms said wait a minute this doesn't make sense for our children our watersheds 
and uh, the dogs and everything else playing on in our parks and fields. It didn't make any sense. So what what percentage? No cost, let me let me ask you what percentage of uh, what like how much of of Carlsbad's water is provided by the desal plant? It's millions of gallons. I think it's sixty million gallons uh, per day. Wow. So I don't know what, and it's not just here in Carlsbad. We provide it for other locations. Mm-hmm. So oh, wow. specifically for here in Carlsbad, I don't know exactly the percentage, but it's well, it's probably probably more than a hundred percent. Then, if if you guys are selling it to other places, then it's it's providing water for Carlsbad and and other. I'm assuming there, there is no negative impact to doing the desal plant here. That's kind of cool. And there's no negative. Well, just one, just else. one. It doesn't fit the left's narrative. Correct. That's the only one that there's a problem with the whole thing. Makes me and, crazy. And, you know, it, it's sad. City council is a nonpartisan seat. It's sad that we go to partisan things when I have things like stop tax increases, keep our community safe, support economic growth, and reduce homelessness as, as platform issues, that it goes back to partisan politics. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. It's about people. It's not about politics. So what do you mainly, so you're, you're a candidate, you're running for city council, uh, Carlsbad's like, what, 110,000 people, something like that. You're, yeah, 112,000. 112, I was off, it was way up. Yeah, so you just can't <laughs> get it right. The, uh, you, you're running in a district that's about a quarter of that. How, what, what do you need? Right. What, like, if, you're, if, I'm a, if I'm listening to the radio show, like what, what's the number one or number, top two things you absolutely need in order to get elected? Well, number one. Number one is funding. I believe this race is going to be about a $60,000 race. We're halfway or so there uh, at this point. And uh, donations at $900 maximum per person is what we take. We take PAC and, uh, you know, corporate donations as well. And that's what you need to contact the voter. Um, this race is, is unique at this point in time. Our filing date is, is not ending until August 12th. So at this current point in time we have three people on the other side of the aisle and one me on the republican side of the aisle and um you know if you think about it in in big picture terms what we're trying to do like i said stop the tax increases and that has to do with sandag we need a strong voice on sandag that will say no when you when when voters pass a measure to increase and improve the 7678 corridor and it didn't happen because someone came into Sandag and said no actually we don't want to do that we want to push you out of your vehicle and into electric vehicles or into mass transit they're they're missing the mark here in Carlsbad we have kids that are in sports athletics and we go to Costco we can't do that in a in a uh, bus on or a tram transit. we don't no yeah, Costco don't visits have, at a, on a tram we don't have that luxury, right? So, you know what my favorite part wait. of uh, Carlsbad is, though? Tell me. The caverns. Oh, they're beautiful. <laughs> but be careful because they will slip off into the ocean because Democrats have managed retreat as their theme <laughs> for helping in that. And so we have to be sure that we understand uh, there was a, a Carlsbad family actually killed uh, because of that, because they were... Um, you know, exploring in the, in the caverns and all of these beautiful places we have, but they can be very dangerous. So I warn everyone, do not go into those cliffs or caverns because it can be detrimental uh, at the end of the day. And, and that is something that I hope the state Senate and the state legislature takes up 
for Carlsbad, but, um, you know, uh, Encinitas has it. We have that. You're going to have that. And then we have, in Carlsbad, we actually have land owned by the state and by us and by the feds and along the coastline. And so we have to always sort of grapple with what can we do. Just because people want a park doesn't mean we can afford a park in those places. And, and right now, actually, Michael, we're deficit spending in Carlsbad. The budget doesn't show it, but that's the reality of the situation. They finagle the numbers to make sure the public is copacetic with it. But at the end of the day, looking five years down the road, we're in bad shape. Well, you know what? I don't care about the caverns. I'm going to Denny's. <laughs> I'm going to Denny's. <laughs> right? Great view. Spaghetti. Great view. Awesome well, food. Denny's isn't here anymore. <laughs> what? They're not there our anymore? Here. No. <sighs> oh, my God. Now you just ruined my day. But that's all right. Hey, how do, how do people help you again? Website? Uh, MelanieForCarlsBad.com. And, you know, reach out to me, 760-828-8420. All right, kiddo. Good luck, and we look forward to talking to you down the road. I love that you called me kiddo. I'm awesome. <laughs> Denny's is not there anymore. I'm Good. Crushed. What my understanding is they got rid of the spaghetti in Carlsbad. Yeah, so it's not on. Denny's. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to. Guy Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, do you feel safe? Are you protected? Well, it's time to take ownership of your self-defense journey. The U.S. Concealed Carry Association believes the key ingredient to being a responsible firearms owner is proper training and education. The USCCA offers comprehensive training that helps you avoid danger while keeping you and your loved ones safe. More than 650,000 responsibly armed Americans like you have made the responsible decision to take control of protecting themselves and the families. Get hands-on training from a certified instructor. Learn how to avoid danger, defend yourself, and protect your loved ones. Take responsibility for your own safety and visit uscc.com backslash G-O-R. All right, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. By the way, I don't think she got my uh, reference to the Carlsbad Caverns in in uh, New Mexico. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> that think Carlsbad. So. I don't think that was it. But I guess they do have caverns. Well, now you know, I didn't know well, they she, had caverns. I, yeah. I know they have cliffs that fall on people. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's well, what she was talking about. Yeah, I think it's. I think there was a little. She was trying to be nice to you. I think she was. I wasn't out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever happened to the Baldwin story? Uh, I, nothing. No big. Gone. Nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. Right. No big development. Just, just a dead person. Yeah, I, I don't think. I think there's <laughs> just a dead person. I think there's going to be a, well, I mean, a big civil case, but I just don't know if that should. I don't know. I don't. I'm going to say this, and everybody's going to jump all over me, but I don't know if there should be any criminal charges. You don't know that there should be any criminal trouble. We have to save that one for next week. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? That's one eight hundred Mike. One eight hundred Mike. I know. All I mean, now, now if you said I don't think there's going to be any, yeah, I would go with that. I don't think I honestly I don't think there should be any criminal charges. Dun dun dun. You, you don't think that? Well, good. We should take that up next week. I, I, I'm nice talking about it. Negligence I'm not, discussion. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not. 
uh, we can talk about it. I, you know, I, I, I don't. I'm not sold on it. I'm not going to die on the hill, but just <laughs> you know, I, I don't think uh, for as many things that was done wrong, there should be somebody paying the price civilly. No, you can't but negligently kill somebody, and I mean, even I'm sure he didn't mean to do it. But there's, I don't think he mean, meant to do it. But the other thing is, there's no indicator that he was doing anything. And I, I would pro, I would like to, I wish we could have like two or three experts to come talk about this. But there's no indicator that he was doing anything that wasn't um, standard. I mean. So we should talk what, about that because what I was reading that lots of stuff he did was not standard. Yeah, just about uh, everything, including not checking that gun himself clear when it was handed to him and blaming and other people. That is that is standard on a movie set. I, I've my understanding from what I've read. I'd be happy to talk to more experts. From what I've read, Great. it's not he didn't do anything not standard. He, he, they, in in the movies, they point guns at each other. Um, they trust the armor. They you know all these other things are pretty standard on movie sets. Yes, yeah, that's not what I. What I read is that is not standard at all. And it's like the actors that are going to use the gun, mm-hmm. check the gun clear. Yes. The armor checks it in front of them, hands it to them. Right. They check I, would, it. I would love to read it. Yeah. I'm great. not buying that, by the way. I don't think that every everybody on uh, Saving Private Ryan, I don't think all 7,000 extras. You don't think they didn't do that on Red Dawn? Actually, uh, there's a really cool scene in Red Dawn where he, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's a really cool scene in Red Dawn. See? I don't think a lot of people pick Sorry, up on. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> it uh, uh, he they go visit a uh, a family before they get the two girls. Right. You know? They they uh, they go visit this family and he hands them. He goes here. Let me take your gun. And the guy in the in the house checks it. He he, he checks it before he. Uh, well, it's part of the. But what they're doing is a movie promoting gun safety. Anyway, let's move on. My understanding is we got to ask a question here. So, Cyber, everybody's favorite segment, Sam the Gunman, Stump My Nephew. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm great. How are you guys? Fantastic. My understanding is that you're in the, uh, you're in the, great, great, uh, the great north of Wisconsin, right? Yep, I am. And uh, I also, I think, aren't you last, the guy that stumped you from Monaco, aren't you, you're taking that guy to lunch, right? Isn't that the deal? Um, yeah, coming up here later this week. Yeah, that's yeah. the plan. His grand prize for stumping my nephew is he gets to have lunch with my nephew. Cool. How yeah. great is that, right? Do you have a Denny's up there? <laughs> I don't think they have Denny's in Wisconsin. We have better oh, stuff up here. Oh, for Pete's sake, Dave. They don't have Denny's in Wisconsin. You should move. Oh, my gosh. You should move. Okay, here we go. Um, this week's question is: it comes from Phil from a place called Phoenix. Uh, question is, what unique feature was added to the Sharps carbine during the Civil War? What unique feature was added to the Sharps carbine during the Civil War? Phil from sunny Phoenix, thanks for writing in. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Sharps carbine is an early example of a repeating military rifle. Uh, it fed from a tubular magazine housed in the stock. Um, I'm... D- Again, uh, your listeners are figuring out the my weak points and going for those. Um, I don't know very well the whole lineage of uh, all the various changes made to uh, the Sharps carbine and Sharps rifle. Um, so I'm just going to conjecture that it was some kind of change made to make the magazine easier to remove. Um, or potentially that it had something to do with uh, 
the uh, the lever used to cycle the action. But I'm again, I I don't know for sure. It could have been the sights for all I know. I'm going to say it was it was a change to make the magazine easier to use or more reliable. Okay, an enter- this is what the, this is the answer. An enterprising cavalry colonel came up with the idea of putting a mill in the stock of a Sharps carbine during the Civil oh, War. This one, uh, you want to you want to you want to finish it up? Yeah, the coffee we'll, mill thing. So um, we'll give you half during, credit. All right, during the Civil War, um, uh, it was it, it was mainly a push from. Um, army logisticians during and immediately after the civil war to reduce the amount of gear they had to issue to troops so that it, you know, it's cheaper to arm all these guys. And so, uh, there are a handful of, uh, sharps out there that have coffee grinders in the stocks because soldiers needed their coffee to survive that nothing has changed since then. Uh, you talk to any infantryman, he'll say they the uh, the infantry and the army or the Marine Corps is powered by caffeine and hate and nicotine, um, so they uh, they built coffee grinders into the stocks so that they didn't have to have a separate rifle and coffee grinder in the field. Uh, my understanding was that this did not last very long because it made the rifle more cumbersome and uh, heavy and unwieldy. But there are a handful of them out there that have coffee grinders in the stocks. An enterprising cavalry colonel came up with the idea of putting a mill in the stock of a Sharps carbine during the Civil War to grind feed. Lieutenant Colonel Walter King found it thoughtful to install a hand-cranked mill to the stock of a 52 caliber Sharps carbine. The idea was to have the mill enclosed in the stock with a detachable crank on the right-hand side. As a result, a horse trooper would dump oats or wheat in the bottom opening and grind that up for horse feed whenever on the move if needed as years went by people assumed that the grinder was meant to grind coffee which would have been more important to an arm uh, to an army on the move this was however wrong as the grinder was found unsuitable for coffee beans by historians with the national park service all in all less than 100 carbines were ever converted with an even lesser number being in circulation I see. There you go. I didn't know anything about uh, it being used to grind feed. I had never heard that before. That's very interesting. I didn't Thanks know that. For the question. Was it Phil? Yeah. It's Phil from... Kind of makes sense, though, in a way. It's kind of weird. That's a weird you question. you got to feed your horses. I think the question needed to be more specific. I, th- I think it was... Uh, I would agree it could have been more specific, but it was a good question. It was a yes. tough question, obviously, because I didn't get it. But, um, so yeah, are we disqualifying one. There's, this There's one? a lot of experimentation out there on... Uh, military arms from this time period, like the the shovel bayonets and all sorts of wacky stuff like that, that not a lot of people know about. So he gets a half of a he gets he gets like a quarter, a yeah. quarter, oh, a quarter. Good. quarter. I, I think I think he got me. I think he got me. He, I think he probably got right. you. So it's, let me ask you this: Is it carbine or carbine? Um, I say carbine. <laughs> Many people I've talked to say carbine. Some say carbine. It's not really a big deal in English because there are plenty of other loan words we mispronounce anyway. But I believe the more accepted version, at least in the United States, is carbine. I think you're right. How long, are, you, are, you, are you up in Wisconsin next Sunday as well? No, I'm not. You're I'll off. be back in Virginia. All right. All right. Well, let, your, uh, let the winner know that uh, we all uh, get a good picture and let him know that we're all uh, thankful for his question and uh, hopefully that he has a good lunch, okay? Yeah, will do. Thanks for having me on, as always, guys. Good All right, night. Sam. See you Take later, care, man. Buddy. 
All right, folks. Hey, subscribe to our show and give us a five-star review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. And do us a favor and stop by one or all of our supporters and thank them. San Diego County, Orange County, and Inland uh, Empire Gun Owners. In fact, join any one of those groups or all of them. The Dillon Law Group, PRMI Mortgage, Sage Tree Digital One, Seal One, Leo Hamill Fine Jewelry, San Diego Flight Training International, and our newest partner, U.S. Concealed Carry Association. And a big shout-out to Joe Germisi, Michael Schwartz, Sam the Gunman, and Mr. Wonderful Brendan Thomas. Hope you folks all have a wonderful week. And remember, join San Diego County Gun Owners. It's super easy to do. You'll have more fun than you'll know what to do with. And you get to hang out with Joe Germisi and Michael Schwartz on a pretty regular basis right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.